Today on The Topping Show, Matt Walsh roasts a DEI Boeing supplier getting 8 million views in 24 hours on X Twitter. Bud Light Roll Tide tweet, well, more like rolling into a ditch. Vivek inviting a protester into his event goes viral yet again on Twitter X. Rand Paul gives Vivek a shout out in a Never Nikki video and goes viral. Google has massive layoffs, especially on the Fitbit team. Fruit Stripe Gum is gone and Starbucks sued all for having an alleged not authorized, not equally, not ethically sourced supplier. All that much more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is proudly sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and service company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice a day. Guys, he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's the joke. If you're an IT leader or a business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of January, so click that button, I greatly appreciate it. Now going over to the business part of the podcast, you have Google having massive layoffs, especially among the Fitbit team. Now this comes to us thanks to Business Insider, and it shouldn't be too much of a surprise. Google is perhaps one of the most notorious companies for purchasing other brands, starting up new ideas, and then letting them fall to the wayside, either forgetting about them completely or shutting them down and destroying them. Now, it looks like they actually acquired Fitbit, I believe it was back in 2021. Yes, it was back in 2021. Now, it looks like Fitbit founders James Park and Eric Friedman both joined Google as part of the acquisition. They announced that they would be leaving the company and also several other senior employees are also out. This according to a person familiar with Matter, original article coming from business insider Hugh Langley. And they note that, <coughs> excuse me, apologize. One Fitbit employee described it as, quote, it's the biggest blow to us thus far, unquote. And they're saying that a lot of the longtime Fitbit people who have been been there for, <coughs> excuse me, for years and years are being let go. Now the exact number of the cuts is unclear. However, Alphabet workers told that there was about more, a little more than a thousand employees that were recently let go. Now, Google spokesperson Andrea Holding told Business Insider, quote, on the Fitbit side, we remain very committed to serving our Fitbit users well, it's innovating in the health space and personal AI and building on the momentum with Pixel Watch and redesigned Fitbit app, Fitbit premium service, and then Fitbit tracker line. This will continue to be a key part of our new org model, unquote. Dot, 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 for the next two to three fiscal quarters. Again, they're talking later in this article, they note about how they're moving engineering resources around and how they're putting more and more technology research and development into the Google branded, what is it, the, the Pixel Watch? Which, not to, yeah, it literally is just called the Pixel Watch, which, again, they have actually all the money on the planet, seemingly, in terms of they, they do not have a lot of resource restraints at Google Alphabet. And, I don't know, I guess perhaps this brand can, they're trying to build loyalty to the brand of Google. You see this with BMW, where most of their vehicles are just named after nomenclature, like letters and numbers, and the, some advertising folks theorize that's so that you build brand affiliation to the actual bigger brand, not the model of the specific vehicle, or in this case, a specific product. But you have the Google Pixel phone, which again, it's the Pixel phone, and I guess the Pixel watch is simple enough, trying to build up that Pixel brand, I don't know. To me, I'd, I'd like a cool, out-of-the-world name. They seem to take more risks like that in the 70s or 80s, truth be told, I think. But, again, I wouldn't be too surprised if they get rid of this 
in the near future. Because again, they bought out Fitbit for a very, very strategic purpose. It was basically to build up their own watch and bolster their technology innovation in that regard, hire a lot of the people and the brilliant engineering, engineering resources that were at Fitbit. Let me know in the comments, is Fitbit, is the brand strong enough to retain in the long term? It's one of those instances where an overwhelming majority of the time, when you buy a company out, eventually the, the name goes away. In tech, one of the biggest acquisitions was a couple years ago was Hewlett-Packard Enterprise bought out Nimble Storage. And Nimble, again, that was a company name of a storage manufacturer. And they kept the brand around for maybe 12, 18 months until eventually they just took the intellectual property of the brilliant software that actually had predictive analytics so that you know your the drives, the you know the spinning drives and the solid state drives and the storage for you know they were, when they would fail before they actually fail. And they took that software, they subsequently they put it all they put it on all HPE storage and then eventually I believe they also put it on their servers as well. But the brand actual brand is gone. And with Fitbit, I mean that was one of the largest health related brands for wearable technologies. But if you have Google, you have your Pixel brand that you're building up. I can't help but think they're just going to continue to completely whittle down at what resources are on the Pixel team, or more accurately, the branding team over there, and they put more and more research development into the actual wearable technology. And at the end of the day, we'll probably have a triopoly. You will have the Google Watch, which is the Pixel. You'll have the Apple Watch, which is already immensely successful by number of units sold. And then you'll probably have the Samsung Watch, which anecdotally speaking, I've met two people who have a Samsung watch, which they do like it. They're also kind of watch, I don't want to say aficionados or collectors, because, you know, you talk about that, you get into like Rolexes being an entry-level entry level watch to movement in that regard. But I would say entry-level collectors, like, you know, not things that cost thousands upon thousands of dollars, but they have many watches is what I'm trying to say. It's not their one and only watch. And of course, you saw the people out here like me, and truth be told, I like the little Garmin I got in the last probably another gajillion years. It's been the best ROI on the planet. Well, particularly because it was also given to me as a gift. But nevertheless, it'll be interesting to see. Let me know in the comments. Are you a fan of Fitbit? Are you concerned that support eventually is just going to dwindle away like Google Fiber, Strata, and a bunch of other projects and the acquisitions they had throughout the years? Be fascinated here. what you have to say. Some sad business moves. You have Stripe Fruit Gum is gone. Apparently forever. This perhaps is almost equally part in the culture part of the podcast. This is one of the best gums in my childhood. Truth be told, it looks like this has come to us thanks to Food & Wine, Jessica Castrato, and they're the one of the first websites to actually break this news. And Stripes is such a unique gum. It had a cute little zebra on the package, and the gum, of course, was, I don't know what kind of chemicals or colored or dyes they used to make, make it work, but the gum would actually have, it would look like a zebra stripe. And they tasted really good. A lot of people critique it for saying the flavor didn't last long enough, which is perhaps a debate as old as the invention of gum in and of itself. But as well as instances where it's really brilliant marketing and great little, I guess you could consider it maybe a pseudo toy. I don't know what a tattoo would be considered. But every strip of gum on the wrapping paper, the wrapping paper in and of itself was a free tattoo. Well, it's not free. You know what I mean? It was like a, it seemed like a freebie. Granted, there's a cost associated with it. And you would take that little wrapper, you would lick it, and you put it on your hand or your arm, and you get a cool little tattoo and get a little zebra on you or whatever the other characters were. And it was oddly delicious at the time. I'm sure it's, you know, 99.99% ingredients I can't pronounce and high fructose corn syrup. But at the time, 
it was a special little treat every once in a while. And throughout the years, I've noticed that the you know the big box mark checkout lines, you start to see it less and less and less. And unfortunately, now you may never, most likely, never see it again. Again, high size twenty twenty. I can't imagine. Now I'm curious. Are they already selling for a couple hundred bucks on the electronicbay.com? Let's check that out really quick. Because I wonder, are people already starting to sell this? Stripes gum. What are they going for on eBay right now? Yep. So there's a single pack. They said they sold 12 already. Someone, you know, $19.99 per little pack of gum, which I believe it used to call cost a dollar back in the day. Granted, you have to pay sales tax on top of that. Granted, uh, this, you also have to pay shipping. Now, so here's a new listing. They want $99 for three packs of gum. Now, keep in mind, these packs of gum are, like, yay big. I mean, yeah, it's a pretty small pack. Other person wants $30. Someone wants a pack of five for $150 or best offer. And they still want to charge $6.44 for shipping. So you can spend a hundred. Okay, who has the audacity of that? You're spending hundred fifty dollars on gum, and they still want you to charge. They still want you to pay shipping. Couldn't give me free shipping for that, really. But yeah, going on eBay. Yeah, truth be told, I believe the dollar store actually used to have. So you have the packs that were I'm trying to think of a good size comparison. They're about. Oh shoot. Let's say everything's compared to a smartphone these days. Perhaps a smartphone folded in size. Then you have the small. I think it's individual or not individuals they little like a pack of five and it looks like even those are going on ebay and here's a box of five people are bidding on this folks it's 304 dollars and 99 cents and 46 bids have been placed so it's gotten up there and this is for a 12 pack of the gum okay we'll do one more outlandish listing here's one more listing vintage five boxes discontinued so the 60 packs total of the you know the pretty big ones $650 or best offer and $19.50 for shipping. So yeah, of course this is going to become a collectible to say the least. Although, now they say it's discontinued. They still own the intellectual property. So going back to the actual article, let's see here if the touch screen will work today. There we go. Let's see here. Now this is according to Fruit Stripes Manufacturer, which is Fiera Candy. The gum, according to them, is going to be discontinued. When asked for comment, they said, quote, We have made the difficult decision to sunset fruit stripe gum, but consumers may still be able to find the product at select retailers nationwide, unquote. So it sounds like as there's distribute, I guess because there's remnants of it left in the supply chain. Because if they're saying you can't find it, this is, again, that's a direct quote from a candy representative from Fiera. They continue to say, quote, Does it, did it, oh, excuse me. Again, I'm not a doctor. However, I do have a theory. If you click the subscribe button, it may very well help with my speaking ineptitudes and as well as just speaking too fast in general, my stuttering. Again, there's very few guarantees in life. And I'm saying I'm not saying it's guaranteed to work. I'm just saying it's a theory. Go back to a couple of first videos I started. There's a lot more stuttering, but we've got more subscribers and a little bit less stuttering. A modicum of improvement. Granted, there's still plenty of room. But <laughs> excuse me. But if you click that button, I greatly appreciate it. Now, again, additional comments from the K manufacturer. Fair County representative said, quote, The decision to sunset this product was not taken lightly, and we considered many factors before coming to this decision, including consumer preferences and purchasing patterns. Unquote. Now, anecdotally speaking, I did buy a couple cases just for work 
for Christmas drop. Christmas, uh, thank you boxes, right? I like to give a little mixture of, you know, handwritten thank you card and nothing too crazy with some, you know, fun novel candies. But that was probably realistically the last time I purchased it. Granted, I'm not free representative of the average consumer. I usually don't buy candy, truth be told. But nevertheless, let's see here. The first news actually posted on oldcandy.com. Disappointed too. Now, according to Fiorelli, Fruit Stripe was invented. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, folks. The Fruit Stripe was invented in the late 1960s by James Parker. It was originally manufactured and sold by Beech Nut Confection Division before passing off in various mergers and acquisitions to do Nabisco, Hershey's, Farley & Seether's Candy Company, and then joining forces in the Fiera Pan Candy to create Fiera Candy Company. In late 2021, Greg Gilotti, the general manager of the sugar portfolio at Fiera Candy, told Food & Beverages News that the that sales of Fruit Stripe had increased 4.5%, over the previous year. The company was then launching Fruit Stripes Candy Gummies, which have also been discontinued. Now it looks like the original slogan was Yipes Stripes with their iconic zebra mascot. Let's see here. And that is fascinatingly, it's sad, but we see so many things where nostalgia is a huge selling point. The real debate is, is it a long-term sustainable business model? You see a lot of fast food companies reverting to their old logos to try to get to the ethos of nostalgia, perhaps because back then their food was better and lower priced. But for Stripes Gum to be gone after all these years, that's, that's ouch. That's right in the childhood. So I'm fascinated. Let me know in the comments. Have you ever had or heard of the Stripes candy? A little the gum? Were you a fan? Do you remember getting those little wrappers and saving the wrappers and put, using the tattoos? As always, I'd be fascinated here. What you have to say. Sorry for the delays here. Now going over to the Culture Part Podcast, you have Matt Walsh roasting the Boeing DEI supplier that may have led to the door, door failure over at the Boeing Air Door Blowout a couple weeks ago. Now, this is on X Twitter and Matt Walsh's personal account. And as a youth might say, it went viral to say the least. Within these statistics were all taking place for 24 hours after recorded. It took me a couple of days to you know get to the recording. But it got 8.1 million views in 24 hours and 56,000 likes. And before the video Matt posted, he says, quote, Ladies and gentlemen, meet the quote-unquote dream team at the manufacturer that made the plane door that just blew off in the middle of a flight, unquote. And this looks like it's a job fair or a career fair of some sort. Only 24 seconds long. And trust me, you're glad you can't see it in this particular case. But I'll play the audio. Let's go, girls. <laughs> so the text above these alleged ladies says Spirit Aerosystems Engineering Dream Team. And they're all very large women. So in terms of diversity, I don't see... That's interesting. They want diversity, but I don't see any guys there. And they're all, all dressed in... How lazy is that? They all have their, you know, corporate polos and black pants. Everyone, well, I guess, I should, I'll allow it, I suppose. Everyone knows when it comes to, you know, corporate events, a man always suits up. But for the ladies, that begs the question. Now get back to the video, though. They're all 
quite large, debatably in charge. Dear God, please do not let it all hang out. I, I, I my eyes are going to take so much. And they thought that would get them exceptional candidates. I, I can't help but think probably not. I mean, statistically speaking, they're narrowing their sample size because they're appealing towards one group of individuals, which again, if it's a certain product or service, it makes sense to have a niche product. There are many things that succeed in that area, but if you have a, if you have a wide portfolio and a wide offering, it's usually more successful. Now, in terms of the comments, perhaps I'm alone in this assessment, Again, we don't know the individual person who worked on this door or who designed it. We're just seeing the company's face. But again, this is what the company is promulgating. This is what the company is putting out there. It's what they want to represent them. And a lot of people are finding correlations between inferior products, um, issues with the airline industries where planes are almost hitting each other, whether they have put a more emphasis on diversity of a candidate and less of an emphasis on the qualifications it's one of those things where a lot of people are starting to notice those discrepancies. Well, you know, we used to be just hire the best man for the job. Whoever's the most qualified should get the job. That's what I think. That's you get the best sample size. You accept every resume. You say who has the most experience, who is the best qualified. I feel like most people used to agree with that, but from a cultural perspective, I suppose times are changing. Now going to the comments. Top one comes from Matt. He says, "Quote." What they lack in skill and engineering capability, they make for in SAS, unquote. I did get 10,000 likes. Now, South Dillon was one of the top responders. He is, of course, I believe famously, he is also the founder of the Babylon Bee. And he says, quote, I checked their careers page and to see who they're, fi who they're hiring. And he took a screenshot of their career page. And it says, Spirit Aero Systems, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. And, of course, it's a picture of two people. And, yeah, they're definitely not, not you know. They're not diverse in terms of it's not everyone, it's a particular diversity um, area. And in the text, they say, quote, Spirit is committed to fostering a diverse and inclusive workplace where everyone can thrive, except white folks. Well, they didn't say that, but we don't. They, ooh, can't but notice there's not, not, not really diversity. Not everyone's there. But nevertheless, they continue to say, quote, We believe that embracing diversity in all forms is key to driving innovation and achieve success. Join us in fostering diversity, equity, and inclusion in the aerospace industry, unquote. And that screenshot from Seth Dillon got 7 point, or sorry, 2.7 thousand likes. Libs of TikTok chipped in. They said, quote, yikes, unquote, getting 2.8 thousand likes. Emerging perspectives said, quote, congratulations, America. We did it, DEI. It's a juxtaposition of two cartoons. One is a character cartoon where it says diversity is not okay for the job. And it has a picture of a cartoon basketball team and this is a well african-american basketball team and they little they have a trophy and the speech bubble says can't risk losing the game then juxtaposed below that is a cartoon that says but okay for this job and it's a crash plane with I believe it is men and women uh, african-american they say can't risk missing the diversity quota it's a crash plane and that got 1.9 thousand likes Eddie said, quote, but DEI is the way to go, right, Mark Cuban, unquote, getting 1.5 thousand likes, and he took a screenshot of the ladies. Let's see here. Courage is a habit, says, quote, everything DIE touches dies. It was also an Alaskan airplane. They focus on making planes and pilots gay. You can't make this up. 
And it looks like the libs of TikTok had a video. Let's see here. And let's see. This is from Alaska Airlines. This is. So you have a man dressed up in a a pride dress, and this is in the public for Alaskan Air, and they are promulgating the word gay. Flamboyantly jumping around the mall, or is it the airport? So now they have Alaskan Airlines with a pride uh, tie. The plane is actually has, that's not cheap. They painted the plane with uh, pride logos and uh, color font. Oh, okay, okay. And then the flight attendant, uh, I don't know what you call male flight attendant, I forget. Stuart? Yeah, Stuart and stewardess. Yes, and Stuart, uh, dressing up in it. He actually started off the clip perfect. As all men should, he was actually suited up, though he did have a, he was, debatably, he, I don't know if it's the occasion, he had a tie, it was a pride tie, and then they did the little pride, uh, what do you call it, little Japanese uh, fan, so the fan and the pride theme, and then after the veil went down again, he is now dressed up as a woman with, uh, I guess in drag, with the, I can't help but think a lot of these guys, just, a lot of hair, a lot of hair, um, really big earring, earrings, a lot of makeup, Oh, every chair. Well, that can't be cheap. Well, every single chair. I don't know if this is. I don't know if consumers got to see this or this is just commercial for Alaskan Airlines. But every chair has a flag or not flag. I'm sorry. The fan, the Japanese fan, and the fan are branded with pride, the letters and the colors. Oh, and oh, I, I thought Prince was dead. This person may or may not be Prince, but. Uh, two drag stewardesses or stewardi, I don't know what the plural is, but they lean in. And then someone, a man with short shorts, is running down the aisle with a trans, no, the pri progress flag, card to keep track, running down the aisle holding that. And then Alaska Air did a Pride flight to Francisco and did this. They're doing something. <laughs> so they're dressed in drag, handing out packets of Cheez-Its. So this is one of the most popular responses. This got 2.5 thousand likes. And again, that particular uh, post was from Courage is a Habit. Sam Parker said, quote, who could possibly have predicted on airplanes over problems on airplanes over DEI? And he has a picture from the New York Post. The New York Post said, quote, Boeing's CEO pledges a 20% increase in black employees, unquote. And Sam Parker replied in 2020, said, quote, they didn't, they don't call it DIE versity for any, for nothing, unquote, with the DIE in all caps. And that got 2.8 thousand likes. Again, we don't know the specifics of the individual person who worked on the actual air, the fuselage door, and with lawsuits and risk or concern of character defamation and all that kind of stuff, I don't think we'll ever actually get a named individual or even a team of people who worked on this specific product 
or install the product. And again, maybe the Boeing team, maybe they didn't install it properly. So there's a lot of unknowns still about the situation, but as the youth might say, this went viral. We'll do one or two more comments. I mean, I still can't see a contrarian comment yet. Granted, people who uh, follow Matt Walsh, probably part of the SBG for life, and probably more likely to agree with him. Now, one of the most popular comments comes from Liz Wheeler, and she says, quote, I've been saying for years that DEI hurts women and minorities. This post is a perfect example because DEI causes people to look at female or black employees and assume they're token hires, which is incredibly insulting and harmful to women and minorities that DEI supposedly helps, unquote. That got 1.4 thousand likes. And anecdotally speaking, talking to folks about recruiters and a lot of technology, there's been many instances where we've seen this, where we've seen less qualified people get promoted and get the job because of DEI initiatives. And that actually leads to friction within the company and it leads to a lot of disgruntled employees. When you see someone who's the best gets promoted and they, and they just happen to be of a certain type of rep, it doesn't matter. It's the best person who's done the best job. But you see a lot of friction in, corp <laughs> excuse me, in corporate America when those things are being highlighted and a lot of people are is being brought to a lot of folks' attention. Now, one or two more. One comes from John Thompson. He says, quote, if the plane door believed it could stay on, that's what really mattered, unquote. They got 4.7 thousand likes. Let's see here. Noodles Now says, quote, and A plus for marketing, the profile picture is in fact of a box of noodles. You know what they're all about. Though, noodles can't type. So we'll say this alleged box of noodles says, quote, the plane door was attached with just four bolts as the, quote, unquote, dream team sorely lacking in nuts, unquote. That got 725 likes. Let's see here. We'll do one or two more. Paul D. Sutspa? I need, I need to send a message to ask how to actually pronounce his name properly because I, I believe I keep seeing him as a recurring commentary on a lot of these hot topics. He says, quote, is it wrong to point out that most of these women appear overweight, unquote. That got 744 likes, and yes, in America it is today. Most people have acquiesced from trying to be the best they can be, both intellectually, physically, spiritually, etc. Unfortunately, a lot of people are actually empowering and even applauding mediocrity and not being the best you can be, which, again, there are always outliers for health in terms of there are some medications and health conditions that do have obesity as a side effect, and it was people have my sympathy, but an overwhelming majority of the time, it's because of life habits, diet, you know, physical, food, diet, all those different things. There's a lot of variables that go into it. And that's where I think, again, men and women are different in terms of how you build them up and how do you approach different problems and critique. There are different methodologies, but at the end of the day, I do think honesty is always the best policy. And you always want the people around you to be the best they can be and improve. You don't want to add to their delusion or add to their suffering by empowering or enabling certain lifestyle activities. So that's my three cents on that particular particular comment. Granted, it used to be two cents, but 40-year hyperinflation, I used to gotta be three cents. Though, to be sure, it is still free to click the subscribe button down below or to the left or the right. I have no idea how your phone or desktop PC is oriented, depending on how you're viewing this. Do one or two more here. Let's see here. Brendan says, quote, how about engineering wider plane seats, unquote. And he has a picture of all the gals from the original video that got 118 likes. 
So it will be interesting to see at the end of the day, what was the main issue in terms of, I mean, Boeing outsourced this particular component. Was it because Boeing installed it prop improperly? Was it because this company just, the design wasn't done right? Was it not installed right? I'm sure there'll be an investigation on many sides for this particular issue, because again, it is a big deal. But then day, I don't know if we'll ever actually find out the individual or even the group or team as uh, responsible for it. Though, if you think differently, let me know in the comments. As always, be fast in here, what you have to say. Other interesting cultural news, you have Bud Light Roll Tide Tweet rolls right into a ditch. And I did a little research on the sports balls. Apparently, this has nothing to do with Tide Pods, which for a long time was a big trend, culturally speaking, in social media, where children are actually eating Tide Pods and having to go to the hospitals to get, you know, make sure they don't, unfortunately, pass away from the chemicals inside them. Now, you could debate, actually, that those would be a healthier activity than consuming Bud Light, and it actually tastes better. But in this particular case, Roll Tide refers to a sports balls team out of the state of Alabama, or some, I believe, call it Alabama. Now, this was a very short tweet, and <laughs> did get that many likes. Now, this comes, again, straight from Bud Light X account, or the Twitter account, and they say, quote, One more time for a legend. Hashtag Roll Tide a um, emoji or the alabama emoji and within i these statistics come 48 hours after and after it's posted you only got 12,000 views which is nothing for again for this huge multi-billion dollar company it used to be go i mean it used to be beloved you go viral you only got 12,200 views exactly and in terms of the likes i mean they only got 78 likes and not to brag, but last week I did get 12 likes on video. But granted, it's all about quality over quantity, and the 12 likes were the awesomest people ever. Yeah, no reason you should like this video. I appreciate it. Now, again, I got 78 likes, which is bad. They do have some hidden responses. So again, we'll of course dive in there. And they got 14 comments. Again, they just say, one more time for a legend, Roll Tide, which... It just seems like a lazy tweet. There's no picture. There's no, and they're not even calling out a particular sports balls quarterback or halfback or nickelback. They're not really calling anything out particular. They're just saying go team, which just seems like a lazy thing for the marketing department. Or perhaps they're just inebriated by drinking Bud Light, and this is the best they can do. But maybe I'm alone. Maybe I'm alone in this assessment. Let's dive in the comments and find out. The first one comes from PB, and he says, "Quote." Never Bud Light, not until you fire the CEO, unquote. That got 13 likes. Three-star living says, quote, no, unquote. They got five likes. Now, Suzanne said, hashtag roll tide, you will be missed. Can't help but wonder. It's not like this. So, according to her profile, I wonder if she's real. She is, let's see. Suzanne has 1,572 followers, joined 2011, and she wants free stuff. Everything from organic lettuce to golf balls to a cooler for Sam Adams. So a habitual person who just wants free stuff, perhaps she's hoping they'll send her Bud Light, although you could probably argue that's more of a punishment than an actual prize. And she just said you will be missed, but again, doesn't really improve brand loyalty. She's not really mentioning Bud Light. I guess she's on their timeline, so she's thinking about it, but 
I guess I guess you could count that as a win for Bud Light. They got a positive comment. Rachel Woldridge Luter says, quote, we're going to miss Alabama. Now, truth be told, no one liked these two gals' post or the response. Miss Rachel Woland Luter has 2,478 followers, joined 2012, and she wants to win Mountain Dew, a Google Pixel, AT&T phone plans, Jakita bananas, chocolate, millions, so, just a freebie chaser. Again, let's see. Scrolling down here. Farty McFartface. Interesting name. This person simply says, quote, unquote, dead brand, unquote, getting seven likes. Julia Broderick says, quote, any word from the fiasco with Mr. Mulvaney, unquote, that got five likes. P2E long hair tortoise says, quote, you sell trans fluid, not beer, unquote, getting three likes. Now we have that big warning that says, show additional replies, including those that may contain offensive comment. Of course, we're going to click that button to show more. Below Biden simply says, F but light, unquote, getting two likes. So that was one of the super secret responses. Nathan Hale says, quote, Bud Light, look at me. And he replied with a comic. And this comic strip has a guy and a gal. And they both say, I love Bud Light. And they both pull out Pride can and aluminum bottle of Bud Light. And then the third cell of the comic has her taking charge. So to say. That did get one like as I try to attempt to keep this moderately family friendly. And going to the very top where we go click that button that says, you know, we're the... The ones that Bud Light hid, these are super secret ones, I might say. One comes from Kareem Jean Pierre, White House Press Parody. And they said, quote, yes, much love, rolled tide. And it's a gif, or as you might call it, a gif of Dill Mulvaney in a dress, long hair, holding a little award. They got one like. D Bad A's said, quote, new Bud Light promoter. And I believe that's. I forget what SNL skit it was, but it's a man in drag. And that got no likes, though. JL Breck 77 says, Roll Tide. And he responded with, I don't know, is that Stone Cold Steve Austin? With a meme face plastered over him. And the t-shirt says, Trans Lives Matter. And it's drinking Bud Light. And the face that they put on him has purple squiggly lines for hair. And that didn't get any likes. 18 people saw it before it was hidden by Bud Light. But as youth might say, they were, I mean, they tried to roll tide, but they just rolled down a hill. And again, not very effective marketing or advertising. Culturally speaking, they're still, I mean, just being roasted viscerally. It's highly, enter well, moderately entertaining. But again, this doesn't really inspire you to think the brand is better. I suppose maybe they're a sponsor for the Roll Tide Sports Balls event. So you have the logos all over there, but yeah, I, I mean, most of them are just still calling out the brand for their myriad of ineptitudes. But let me know. Do you think they'll actually do better in 2024? They're, they're off to a rocky, rough start. But I don't know. People, everyone likes a comeback story. But I'm not sure about this time. Now going over to the political part podcast, you have Vivek inviting a processor inside going viral yet again. Now, this actually happened a couple, I want to say, a couple months ago. 
And this was retweeted by Harrison Crank, and he says before the video, quote, Vivek is killing liberal protesters with kindness, and they have no clue how to react. And Vivek is outside of one of his events, meeting a protester, and of course, Vivek, like all men always do, or they should, he has suited up, always. And then the protester, I guess he gets a modicum of, uh, gets a modicum of, uh, not respect, certainly, but he did okay. He, he is wearing a polo, so there's a little bit, he's not wearing something as audacious as a t-shirt, heaven forbid, but... It looks like he had he actually made a little half-assed poster board or like a little protest board out of something a little bit bigger than printer paper. Let's just say he didn't splurge much when he went to Hobby Lobby. Now, it's about 32 seconds long, and again, these statistics were taken within 24 hours. They got 2.1 million views on X Twitter and 36,000 likes. And it's a pretty short clip, so without too much further ado, go ahead and play that. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Would you like to come in and join us? I know you've been... Very vocal. Yeah. Welcome in. You're welcome. You don't. You don't have to be outside. You're allowed in. Okay. Um, I was actually told that you can bring in signs if you want, but we need the signs when you have your own voice. Come on in, and we'll give you a chance to ask some questions, like everybody else. Sorry. Oh, actually, the thing. I was like, Vivek helped him pack his guitar. Which it's gotta be a college campus. This is one of those trends where didn't everyone have a guitar in college, and like. Maybe half the people actually played it. Truth be told, there's a little bit of dust on mine. I need to play a little bit more often. But it's kind of one of those funny, like, it comes like a college staple. Nevertheless. So, pretty good marketing. It's a very unique thing. You don't see a lot of other political, folks with political aspirations doing this. I mean, quite the antithesis, a viral like, vi oh, clip rather went viral a couple weeks ago where he had, what was it? Uh, I think her name is Laura Loomer, who's a very prominent Trump supporter. She went to a Ron DeSantis, she actually paid for a ticket to go to a Ron DeSantis event in Iowa, and they actually kicked her out, which is a different approach. Now, going to the comments, one of the top ones comes from Harrison Crank. He says, quote, he is firm yet gentle compliment. That's what Trump needs as VP, unquote, getting 1.6 thousand likes. Zuby says, quote, excellent, I got protested at a university in Florida back in 2022 and took a similar approach, but at the end of it all, at least half the protesters liked me. Unquote, getting 1.2 thousand likes. Let's see here. Luke Chen says, quote, it's honestly the best tactic we've, we have been shouting at each other for far long, too long to have a civilized conversation. Unquote, getting 1.2 thousand likes. Mr. Beat says, quote, this is the coolest thing about Vivek. He may have wacky views, but at least he is willing to engage with folks who disagree with him. It's desperately needed during these times, unquote. I got 784 likes. VD Vendi Mimi says, quote, there's no doubting Vivek has a certain savviness that most politicians lack. His, he acts counter to the normal way. All the other POTUS hopefuls act, unquote, getting 884 likes. And scrolling through the comments, I'm finding the uh, entitled Zoomer simply says, Vivek is so base I can't even unquote, getting 189 likes. Let's see. I'm trying to see if there's any contrarian statements here. It seems like they're overwhelmingly all positive about it. 
lot of people giving him accolades. A lot of people saying, how could you not like this guy? There's usually one or two people asking, like, what are the odds of this happening? Or, like, they think it's a coincidence. Let's see here. Yeah, I mean, over... Yeah, even... This might very well be the best ratio thus far. I mean, darn near everyone likes it. Uh, do one more here. Citizens for Defense LLC said, quote, Trump Vivek 2024. They got 40 likes. So there is a couple conspiracy theories out there that think these are plants. Let me know in the comments if you think this is, it might be the instance. But he seems to be one of the few people who do does this approach. I think kind of in a cultural or social media regard, probably Ben Shapiro is the only other well-known person who does that kind of approach where he invites people who disagree with him so they can actually ask him questions to debate him. So it'd be interesting to see, again, at the end of the day, does this actually help Vivek in the polls? And... Again, we'll analyze, I know we got the Iowa, the caucuses, but in the poll aggregators, eh, he's still struggling. He's still way behind Nikki Haley. He's just about half. And that's, again, with Chris Christie, who dropped out, and apparently his voters will go somewhere, but I don't, subsequently, I don't think they'll go to Vivek because Chris, Chris Christie's whole campaign was hate Trump, Trump bad. So most likely those probably would go to maybe Nikki Haley. But again, Vivek seems to be doing winning on social media, but again, it'll be also interesting to see when the tires actually hit the pavement. And as I normally always say, time shall tell. Other interesting political news, you have Rand Paul giving a shout out to Vivek and also saying never Nikki getting near, actually getting at 1 million views in five hours, which is ridiculously good, or as you might say, viral. Now, this comes specifically from Rand Paul. Let me see here. And he says, quote, before the video, As I look over the field, I don't think I yet have a first choice, but I do know one thing. Count me in as hashtag never Nikki. And then something about mini 40 long. Play it out here. Good morning, everyone. As I told you yesterday, I'm ready to say something about the presidential race. I've had a long relationship with Donald Trump, and there's a lot to like there. I'm also a big fan of a lot of the fiscal conservatism of Ron DeSantis. I think Vivek Ramaswamy's been a, an important voice. Also, have listened to and met with the independent Bobby Kennedy. I'm not yet ready to make a decision, but I am ready to make a decision on someone who I cannot support. So I'm announcing this morning that I'm never Nikki. And if you go to nevernikki.net, you can let her know that you're not a supporter either. I don't think any informed or knowledgeable libertarian or conservative should support Nikki Haley. I've seen her attitude towards our, our interventions overseas. I've seen her involvement in the military industrial complex, $8 million being paid to become part of the team. But I've also seen her indicate that she thinks you should be registered to use the internet, that people posting ideas anonymously I think she fails to understand that our republic was founded upon people like Ben Franklin, Sam Adams, Madison, John Jay, and others who posted routinely for fear of the government. They posted routinely anonymously. And I think her failure to really understand that or to think that you should register through the government somehow for the internet is something that should disqualify her in the minds of all libertarian-leaning conservatives. So I'm announcing today I'm Never Nikki. You can go to nevernikki.net. 
and sign up and show her that you're never Nikki also. Thanks. Probably one of the few politicians I actually appreciate is Rand Paul. And again, that went viral to say at least getting 1.1 million views in right under five hours. And again, he also got 24,000 likes. Now going to the comments, he also said, quote, based on her record and campaign, I don't see how any thoughtful or informed conservative would vote for Nikki Haley. If you agree, like, and go to the website. Let's see here. Good morning. Oh, good old Twitter. Or some more and more people are calling it X. So it'll be interesting to see, looks like, in terms of responses. Being libertarian, says, quote, hashtag never Nikki is actually a solid choice. Getting 180 likes. <laughs> Excuse me. Malcolm Flex says, quote, yes, sir. Nuker King, unquote, getting 109 likes. As the world burns, says, quote, I feel you could have just said this earlier. Getting 162 likes. E. Miles Chong says, based, unquote, getting 211 likes. Sri Harsha says, quote, when Chris Christie was caught saying she's going to get smoked, unquote, this is what he meant, unquote, getting 98 likes. Let's see, we'll do one, two more comments here. Oh, geez, Louise, Twitter. Oh, X. Let's see here. Philip Anderson says, quote, Rand Paul is correct. No one should support Nikki Haley. Sorry for misjudging you, sir. Unquote, getting 39 likes. Nomad1 said, quote, couldn't agree with you more about Haley, also about Vivek. He, he is a voice of a generation and much needed in our country, unquote, getting 23 likes. Newsman Nomad chimed in saying, quote, this made my day, unquote, getting 42 likes. Let's see here. Is that a contrarian statement? Danny Challenger says, quote, this is such a coward statement. Take a real stand, unquote, getting 66 likes. Which, I mean, I... I guess he, Danny wants Rand to just come out and say who he's supporting, though it's still the primary, so perhaps that's what he's, he's insinuating. And I guess my process of elimination is not many choices left, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see at the end of the day, because that's one contrarian statement. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Most of the comments actually are chiming in saying, let's see here. That they're all about Trump. They really want Trump to be nominee. A lot of people saying Vivek should be VP. Or they really want him to be VP. A lot of people comparing Nikki Haley to World War II folks. Let's see here. And a lot of people showing the memes of every other president causing and maintaining wars while Trump was zero in that regard. Now, at the end of the day, again, how's this going to help or hurt Nikki Haley in the polls? Going to the poll aggregator, she's still... Right behind Ron DeSantis. So you got Trump at 60.4%, DeSantis at 12.1%, Nikki Haley at 11.7%, Vivek at 4.3%, H. Hutchinson somehow still in the race at 0.9%. So again, Nikki Haley has a lot more funding, a lot more resources now than she had previously, especially last year, as most of the donors have pivoted from DeSantis now going over to her. And you also have major institutions all supporting her. You have one of the most influential CEOs and powerful CEOs on the planet, Jamie Dimon, CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, telling people that they should support her, kind of to hedge their bets, and businesses should support her because she is having more Democratic tendencies and policies. So there's a lot of resources behind her now that she didn't have previously. And yet, 
she's still only slightly catching up to DeSantis. And on an individual poll basis, she goes up and down, but passing and behind him, rather. But it'll be interesting to see where Rand Paul really, where does he put his support at the end of the day, and does it really help out the candidates? But as I say, time shall tell. Now, going over to the business blunder of the day, you have Starbucks being sued for ethical claims for their sourcing and their advertising materials. Now, this comes to us to thanks to Emma Thorne, who is editor over at LinkedIn News. And they note that a new lawsuit claims that Starbucks is misleading customers with claims that its products are, quote, 100% ethically sourced. The complaint filed earlier last week by an advocacy group. Again, I'm not a doctor by any means. But if you click the subscribe button, it may very well help and assist with my speaking ineptitudes. May very help, maybe help me stop stuttering, speaking too fast. Just saying, compared to the first couple of videos, and now that we have more subscribers, it's got a little bit better. Not a lot, a modicum perhaps, but can't hurt to give it a shot. Now, again, going back to the attempted quote, the complaint uh, was filed by an advocacy group by the name of National Consumers League, alleges that the coffee chain has farms and cooperatives in its supply chain that have committed human rights abuses, including child labor and forced labor, and, well, Cover your ears if you have children listening. Quote, rampant and erogenous sexual harassment and assault, unquote. According to the Wall Street Post, companies making potentially misleading claims about their products are, quote, that are, quote, ethically sourced or eco-friendly are facing increased scrutiny with the number of food and beverage class action lawsuits more than doubling in the past decade. Jeez Louise. Doubling. We live in a very litigious society, to say the least. Now, they also know that Starbucks will aggressively defend itself against NCL's allocations. That's from the company's vice president of global coffee, social impact, and sustainability. Now, it looks like the chain in 2022 settled a lawsuit challenging that's, quote, ethically sourced claims about its hot chocolate, which, yeah, having any ethical claims about chocolate being sourced is going to be, statistically speaking, very... Unlikely, just based on geographic reasons where cocoa beans can actually be grown and the governments there and people in charge there. It's, I'm not saying it's impossible, it was highly improbable, unfortunately. Now, it'll be interesting to see. Let's see here. Where's it? Pull up this first comment here. I'm curious if they're a Starbucks employee or who they are. No, they're just a publicist talking about Starbucks, how they need to bolster their DEI and ESG scores, and how that's important. Let's see here. So it'll be interesting to see. Starbucks, they make so much money and they have such a massive revenue, they might just pay this off to have it settled. Because again, if you go to court, you have to pay lawyers a lot of money and they are not cheap. And you're going to have your name dragged through the mud as the case goes. It's going to be a long, litigious case. So that's why you see a lot of these big companies just settle at the end of the day, just because they don't want to have to deal with that whole rigmarole. And, I don't know, Starbucks, for how much money they put on the advertisings for ethically claimed and ethically sourced, I'm actually surprised they don't have little Starbucks employees just sitting on these farms, just full-time, just watching them. That'd be kind of creepy, but... For how much their brand is built upon those values and those thing, all those things, I'm actually surprised they don't have even more oversight. Perhaps it's by design, because that would increase cost. So, let me look at this. Will this affect your decision to actually buy a Starbucks product? I, I don't think it's going to actually net their sales 
not even a single percent point. Because again, Starbucks, they have such an effective market penetration. They're darn near everywhere. There used to be jokes about there being, being more grains of sand in the world than Starbucks locations. And you look at their growth rate for 2024, their business plan, they're going to open more locations. That's not, it's on the playbooks. And if you look at their stock, just to see if this news actually, oh, they, well, let's see. Oh, geez, Louise, Starbucks stock. So, looks like the stock went down by a percent point. And that's only one of me, that's only one of a bunch of major headlines. So there's not, there's, eh, I guess, in terms of the past year, they're not doing great. Down 13.07%. Granted, the five-year trend is still great. It's almost doubling at 42.23%. But because mar they have such a great market saturation, so many number of locations, they serve a premium product that a lot of people appreciate. Granted, I usually just I usually just think of them as a mobile office because they have a place you can sit down, you can boot up your little private hotspot. But yeah, so really, the only way I could justify paying more than a dollar for a cup of coffee is usually because of that business justification. But yeah, it was such a market dominance. And I I debate how many people truly care about these statements, if they are true or not. It isn't a huge advertising mechanism. But let me, let me know in the comments, does this, will this cause you to never shop there again or never patronize their store? But, I mean, at the end of the day, they built their brand partially on sustainability, on the environment, ethically sourced. That's a huge part of their marketing campaign to have a lawsuit that goes directly against their main, one of the main components of the company. I mean, that's gotta be the business blunder of the day. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Again, I'm trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of January. So if you click that button, I'd greatly appreciate it. Also leave a comment and a thumbs up is a great way to give me some additional feedback, letting me know how I can make the show better and better. Lastly, don't forget to take the time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone, just stay safe and fight the good fight.